Oh yeah, the runway is empty and we are clear for takeoff. Welcome to that Good Good Experience podcast, a show where related minds talk about related interests in music, culture, and more. Join me, Marcus, along with Kimmy and Byron as we take you on a ride. You may want to buckle up, there's some turbulence ahead. And here we go, 2022. I see you. I see you, 2022. <laughs> on the street. Get on the street. Is peeking his head around the corner. I know, right? I know, right? Welcome to the Good Good Experience podcast, where related minds talk about related subjects, and we just all happen to be related. I'm Marcus Moses, as always, and I cannot do this without my cousin co-host Kimmy. Marcus, darling, how are you? Yes, uh, welcome to the good, good. Uh, that's what's up. Also, I can't do this without my man. You know, this might be his last episode, Kimmy, because you know what I'm saying? You know, he just hit the jackpot. Wait, wait, for real? He hit the jackpot at the casino last the night? No. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Byron B. No Brown, what's going what's on, man? Up? Bam! Happy holidays! All of that good stuff, all that good, good. Absolutely, <laughs> you know, Christmas has come and gone, and uh, guys, I, I don't know about y'all, but I'm a little depressed, man. I ain't gonna sit here and lie to you. But first and foremost, how was y'all's Christmas? Christmas stuck up on me. <laughs> it, it stuck up on me. It snuck up it's on me. I was yeah. like, last week, I'm like, wait a minute, Christmas next week? Oh, Lord, let me order something. <laughs> yeah, look, I had baking, I had baking I had to do, and gifts and stuff like that. So let's just say that some people will get their gifts into the new year. I just didn't have the time to, to pull it together fully, but it's what it is. It's all yeah. good. It's all good. It's all good. And, and, good, and good. for me, and for me, you know, I wait all year for Christmas. Christmas is my absolute favorite time of the year. And I kind of prepare myself in like increments, you know what I'm saying? Okay, like you got Valentine's Day, okay, nine, uh, 10 months till Christmas. You know, you got first day of summer, okay, six months till Christmas. You got uh, Labor Day, okay, three months till Christmas. And you got Thanksgiving, okay, Christmas is next month. And then like, like y'all, Christmas just sneaks up on us and next day is gone. Exactly. It's it, 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 it didn't feel over. like Christmas to me. It didn't even feel like Christmas. It and so now. Exactly. So it's like now it's like, OK, the first thing you got to look forward to now is the first day of summer, which is right around the corner. You know, being from South Georgia, you know, the first day of summer starts in February. Yes, it you does. <laughs> <laughs> That's and true. Exactly. So so like it's like, man, I mean, yeah, New Year's is cool. But like, you know, it, it just it's nothing like Christmas. But you know, right. But you know what? I think it was because people didn't represent with the decorations. I'm like, come on, y'all. People need to come with it with these decorations. That's what gets me in the mood. And that's why I didn't really feel like Christmas, because. I didn't see that many decorations. I mean, up north in D.C., I'm in Georgia right now hanging out with the fam, but up north in D.C., people were putting up decorations and stuff, but I was looking forward to that whole southern treatment of Christmas decorations. I didn't really see it. You should have came to Columbus. This is house in North Columbus in the area I live, and their electric bill must be $20,000 because they <laughs> are, the whole block is like so lit up. I have to show you pictures of how ridiculous this house was. They had an actual screen outside showing Home Alone on the screen outside out. house. And really? one house had like a lit up Ferris wheel. I couldn't, I, I'm not lying. You oh, know. I got to drive down there to see that because you know I'm all about the amusement. 
exactly. Yeah. It, it was really nice. It was really Were they nice. trying to be on that ABC show about the Christmas Wars or whatever? They, they probably have done it, but they do this every year. And it's just, all you have to do is make a donation of whatever you want and just drive through. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Oh, they charge. That's smart. That's no, they don't, they don't charge. They don't charge. They say you make a donation. Make a donation. Make a donation so if you don't, that, if you don't have it, <laughs> it goes towards the electric bill. Yeah. It yeah. yeah. That's smart. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So ladies and gentlemen, here we are. Our end of the year episode. Basically, we started the good good back in July and we're getting ready to go into 2022. And on this particular episode, we're going to go back to our roots and just celebrate the music. You're going to get an idea of the type of music that all of us likes. And we're just going to celebrate it. You know, we're just going to do our thing and throw it out there. You know, our favorite songs that we like to jam to and uh, just have Party. fun with it. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Music that has oh, music. Yeah. Absolutely. The music, the music that when you hear it on the radio, you almost have to stop your car. Absolutely. <laughs> you can't stop the shimmy. You can't stop the shimmy. It just That's starts right. and you just gotta go. That's right. So so again, let's get it started. You know, I mean before we get it started, as always, without further ado, we have to start off with what's good. Good now, with our end of the year episode, we're gonna do something a little different. But we usually highlight music, movies, and more. We've got something different. We've got a special guest for the good good segment today. She is she hails from Blakely, Georgia. She is our winner. Of course, you know, we had a drawing last couple of weeks ago for the winner of our first raffle, a $300 mm-hmm. gift card. She is the winner of our raffle, and she started a, a brand new organization that she wants to come on and talk to us about. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Diane Lewis-Tenson. Yay! Hey, 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 you guys. Hi, hi, hi. How hey. are you doing? And thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me and inviting me. And thank you for that $300 gift card. It came just in time. You are more than welcome, Diane. You know, we're just glad that we could able to make somebody smile this Christmas. That was our whole point. But uh, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about something else that you've got going on now. You started a brand new organization there in the great town of Blakely, Georgia. Tell us a little bit about it. Okay, yes. On December the 15th, I launched my Facebook page of Caring Moms. And Caring Moms was founded by me, Diane Lewis Tenson, as a tribute, a dedication to my daughter, Sierra Monique James, who I lost in a tragic car accident on September 6, 2017. And, you know, I've been in this place that a lot of people get, you know, get stuck in, stagnant in when they lose a loved one. So I've been in this place and I've been trying to find my way out since 2017. So one day I looked on my own Facebook page and there was a picture of her on my story and it had Simo. And which my grandson had posted a picture and I didn't know it. And instantly when I looked at the picture, I was like, Simo, I need to do something with that. So I'm trying to think of a name, think of a name. And and how the Karen mom came about was, I said, legally on paper, anybody can be a mother because birth certificate actually put mother and father. Anybody can be a mother, but it's, takes a special kind of person to be a mom mm-hmm. so that's how i came up with the name of karen moms absolutely mm-hmm. and a great organization indeed what is, what is this what is this organization geared towards what's their mission our mission is is to help heal or try to help heal or to take you out of that place that you get stuck in sometime after losing a loved one because we get stuck in a place and 
if you really think about it, you know, God didn't create us to be that way, but being flesh, we are, you know, after losing someone, you don't know what you're going to do. Uh, you, your feelings all over the place, and which causes us to go from a place to a condition of having depression, anxiety, all these different things that we shouldn't have. But, you know, as flesh and human, we do. And it's just to help, try to help heal, comfort, and, you know, even losing a child, you always think of the mother. But what about the children, the father, you know, other loved ones that right. has also lost that same person? Right. It's just get it towards just helping everybody or iron sharpened iron. We're going to help each other. So, so, so far, Diane, what's been the response since you launched this organization? Oh, wow. It was like, Diane, you didn't know what you were doing when you did that. You didn't realize the impact that it would have. I did it, I'm be honest, I did it out of selfishness to push myself. Okay, if you put it out there, you're going to have to do something with it, you know, because it's going to be out there in front of people. Not realizing when I done that, the great response that I would get from it. Right. That, hey, there are people out there hurting. There are people out there need healing. There are people out there lost. Don't know what to do. I mean, when I was asked the other day, what is it about? You know, even though in my mind I have this great statement, what caring mom was about, I really didn't know how to answer, to tell you the truth. And they were like, well, how can I donate? I'm like, I haven't even thought that for. <laughs> you know, mm, right. You know, I didn't, you know, I didn't think it would be like that. So I didn't think that for about donations and that kind of thing. And, and that's like you're leading from your I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, Barb. Go ahead. It sounds like you're leading from your heart, which is the most genuine way of approaching something like this. I, I I'm curious, what, what kind of services are you providing to help people cope with the trauma that they're encountering with whatever situation? Right now, like I'm newly getting started, like I said, I was really to help myself, but as I see the need of other, um, and whatever kind of way I can help, whether it's just being a friend, uh, pointing you in the right direction to talk to someone else, or um, something you may need, um, like doing, I did a giveaway uh, right before Christmas, and not realizing the impact that it had on families. Um, I gave a swing set away and just so happened to the lady that won the swing set, she said her grandchildren had lost their trampoline in a storm mm. and they live out in the country. So they didn't have anything to play with. Wow. And it was like, you know, now they have something to play with. I'm like, okay. So Diane, wow. I have to commend you because I have a mom who lost a child a long time ago. And if she had these kind of resources back then, I think that would have really would have helped her. And right. especially now with um, people losing their loved ones from um, COVID and other things that have been right. going on these right. past couple of years, I think you are very much needed right now. Right. And I, like I said, I really didn't think about, I really didn't think about it would be so impactful upon people. And then I'm like, it really, we really need this. Like I said, losing loved one doing this pandemic and you not being able to be there for them, um, talk to them in their last dying hour or care for them, not being able to visit them in the hospital, and not even being able to get together as a family as a whole like you used to. Not even mm -hmm. be able to lay them at rest like you used to. You know, you only so many people can attend. And that's hard. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And, and Diane, not trying to bring up anything, but I just have to kind of make mention of your strength. Byron and Kim, I didn't discuss this with you guys before we went on, but uh, Diane actually lost her father and her, her baby brother, brother. The, her baby brother uh, within a short period of time since she's lost her daughter. So her strength that she's able to carry forward and push forward and, and still try to make an impact on the community. I just have to tell you, like, it is on believable the strength that you have to keep striving for because some people have they been affected by so much death in the lifetime they would want to give up you know they 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 miss like you know this is too much for me you know i want to give up but the fact that you stayed vigilant you stayed focused and you were able to continue living your life you know there's a testament to you and we want to say thank you well, thank you. But I also want to be honest and say, you know, I get that a lot about my strength and being strong, but I'm like, well, people really don't know what I'm going through behind closed doors. And mm-hmm. that's how I look at other people. You know, you know, it made me think of my mother. Like you said, I lost, we lost our father in March of 2020. And my brother came home from Virginia to, you know, live with my mom. Then we found out he had cancer. So he passed on December the 18th of 2020, which was the day before their wedding anniversary and two days before her birthday. Mm. So 18, 19, and 20, like, oh my God. Right, right, right. And yeah. I, that's a lot on her. That, that, is, that it is. is. It is. And like I said, we, we really commend you for standing your faith and staying vigilant and trying to do something to impact the community to help people to go through these types of things so we really thank you so much well, thank you for thank you for being on on the good good now if people want to get in contact to get more information about your organization or get in contact with you how can they do that um right now like i said because i put it out there and <laughs> didn't know i need to be ready ready but you can reach me by my email which is lewis l-e-w-i-s diane d-i-a-n-e 22 at gmail.com or on Facebook, Diane Lewis Tenson. You can always send me a message. Um, and I would get something set up where I could be reached on for whatever, whether it's phone call, message, donation. I will get all that started. I appreciate everyone that's trying to push me to do this. Like I need it, and I see that people really need it. Absolutely, absolutely. So again, Diane, thank you so much for being on a good get. Again, Diane Lewis Tenson, founder of the Caring Moms Organization. Again, check her out on Facebook. Now, Diane, now you know the good good. We're all about the music, all right. So we want to take give you this opportunity to play DJ, and you, you requested a specific song. So before you get out of here, let us know the name of that song. That song is Anita Wilson more than anything. Right here on the Good Good Podcast, y'all. Thank you, Diane. Thank you so much, Brian. Thank you. Thank you all for having me. All right.
And good luck. Not good luck. You will be very successful with Thank this you. new venture. And, and we look forward to seeing what you do with it. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Now, if you want to stick around, you can. I mean, I mean, it's going to get kind of crazy, but I mean, it's up to you. <laughs> I may do that for a little while to see what's going, what's going on. Okay, y'all make it sound so exciting. Uh, well, you, st well, you stay right there. Don't you go nowhere. You understand? Don't you go nowhere. <laughs> you can look. You could be the voice of reason. You could be the voice of reason in this situation. Absolutely. All right. All right. Here we go. Back on. All right. That was Anita Wilson. Uh, with more than anything, a uh, handpicked selection by Diane, Miss Diane Lewis Tenson, our raffle winner, and also the founder of the CMO organization, the Carrie Morms Organization of Blakely, Georgia. Again, we want to thank her for her time here on the Good Good as part of our Good Good segment. Now, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into the Good Good. Well, I take it. Let's 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 back up a little bit. Let's back up a little bit. Now, we had a discussion before the podcast. We were having a discussion. Okay. Now, the question's been going around all week long. Jay-Z made the statement that when it comes to the versus battle, nobody can hold a count to him. And I'm just paraphrasing what he said, okay? He said nobody can beat him in a versus battle mm -hmm. hit for hit. Now, before the podcast, we were having a discussion. Now, Byron, you say who can, can match up with Nas? Well, I, I said not. You you mean to match up with JC? I said no. Yeah, yeah. So my bad, my yeah, bad. Yeah. But I, you know, I, there's one other person that definitely could hold their own. But Nas, as, as far as representing the culture, what 14 albums out there? He's got a wealth of material that stands alone as a testament towards his worthiness of being in that arena. But there's one other person that also came to mind. Um, but I'm gonna wait to share that if you don't name that person. Okay. <laughs> Kim, you say who? Lil Mo. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So that was really hard for me to think of, but the only person who has maybe almost the same amount of hits, even though he's goes cuckoo for cocoa pups for sometimes, is Kanye. 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 Oh Kanye. Okay, okay, okay. But All that's right. only hit for hit. That's only hit for hit. Okay. Not saying that he's better. That's all. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, I, I, Kim did not want me to say anything before the podcast. Okay. So here we go. We got Byron says Nas. Kim says Kanye. I have one other one, too. I have one other one. But he has one other one. Mm -hmm. But I, 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 I ain't going to say I prayed about this thing, but I thought I meditated hard and and and, and You can pray research. about it, too. You can pray about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> but check it out. You know, you got to think about a lot of people look at the accolades, the 20 Grammys, the, the, the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, all the accolades that Jay-Z has. I know. He he was CEO of yeah. Def Jam. So, so that's, that's, that, that's what makes it difficult because we're thinking, right. are, does this person that we're going to compare him to have to have as many um, accolades, um, as many awards, as many hits, as well as as big as he is, and, and, and you're saying told, no. No, and truth be told, nobody's gonna. I don't think anybody in any, in our area anyway is gonna is gonna hit that plateau that Jay Z's hits. But if we could bring it down to a level, you know, hip hop, you know, man for man, mano y mano. I think the only person that can match up with Jay Z in a versus is Busta Rhymes. 
No. You. Okay. okay so Ooh. now I'm gonna now I'm gonna blow it all up because Ooh. of course Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes, we love him to death. You know but what? No one, no, but no one mentioned Eminem. Eminem. I thought about Wait. no one mentioned Eminem. Lyrically, I thought. Of, yes. I Eminem. thought about Eminem. Go ahead, go ahead, Kim. Ah, I don't. I don't think so. I don't, I'm not an Eminem fan per se, but I could. I give credit where credit is due. No, he Everybody. definitely Eminem does deserve the credit. He is a phenomenal lyricist, MC, but hit for hit, I still don't think he's there. I really don't. No, I, now Buster Rhymes though, Buster Rhymes. I think you got something there. I think you yeah. got something there. The only person, I, like I said, I thought about this really, really hard for like the past three, four days, man. I like, I really meditated on this thing. And I, like I said, if you strip away the accolades, nobody can touch Jay Z when it comes to the accolades. I mean, those are his. Nobody can take one. But he, far, as far as like hit for hit, that's what the verses is based on. Hit for hit, Busta Rhymes will, will punch him in the mouth. I don't. Now, I, he may not, now he, I need yeah, you. He, he got yeah, he, he, ha he has the list. He definitely has the list of songs. But um, I'm thinking hit for hit, like you said. How many hits does Jay-Z have and how many hits does Busta have? Jay, I don't think Jay-Z has as many hits as Busta has. I really you don't think, think so. Jay-Z has a lot of music, I, don't think I so. consider everything a hit. That no, right. I don't think he has so many hits. You got to think about crossing over. You know what I'm saying? I mean... Not just crossing over, but like when you play some of Buster's joints, you know what I'm saying? Like Bobby Head, like yo, let's go out and let's let's let's, let's party, whatever. As opposed to Jay Z's hits, you're like, okay, kind of smooth, like yeah, yeah, you're bobbing your head, you know, this, that, and the third. But you know, Buster, man, I I, I put him against Jay Z, and I think he he but may then, actually but, beat you. But what's beat interesting you. is just like how Jay Z is saying nobody could be on that stage with him. People refuse to go on stage with Busta. They are they were like, oh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> right. There was supposed to have been like a T.I. I think T.I. was like uh, supposed to go into, uh, I think he offered. T.I. should not be anywhere near yes. the stage. Right, right. Well, I will just say this. Nas has a long list of stuff, too. Like yes, he does. Really, yes, he does. Really want to think back because, I mean, he has halftime. New York State of Mind. It ain't, mm -hmm. right, it ain't hard to tell. The world is yours. Life's a B, one love, one mic, gosh. Hey, Byron. If I rule the world. Yeah, if I rule the world. Byron, you know, um, Illmatic, the whole Illmatic. Illmatic. That whole Illmatic. Yeah. Illmatic. That, man, oh my God, man. You know, I mean, that could go, that could be a whole, you know, setup in itself. I mean, I, I, I think it's battle. Done. Yeah. But, right. but with Busta's first album, was it his first or second album? You could say the same thing because yeah, Buster yeah. was a beast. He was a monster. He still, he still is. He had, first exactly. He, his last album was doing pretty good, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that yeah. was within the year. Yeah. He bangs, he brings the banging beat and the banging mm -hmm. visuals. And I would yeah. say that always, if, always. if you want to talk about overall entertaining, Buster Rhymes takes the cake between all the people we've mentioned because Buster Rhymes is the entertainer. Jay-Z is a very boring performer. He just walks back and forth <laughs> and spurts out stuff. So and let's yeah. and, and let's not forget that the, one of the most expensive videos of all time was the Buster Rhymes and Janet Jackson. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, seven million, one of my right? favorites. No, no, that yeah. was Spring was seven million, I think, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Spring yeah. was seven. Yeah. So I mean, that's just that's my, one of my favorites. 
Yeah, that's mm-hmm. just my take on it. You know what I'm saying? I, but you I know really what? Think... You thought we were going to really argue with you, but I, I, I'm not even going to argue with you. I, I, yeah. Busta. Busta, Busta is, yeah, like is a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. But be that as it may, you know, I'm hoping, you know, we're putting in the atmosphere now, you know, the Super Bowl halftime show is featuring uh, Dr. Dre, Snoop, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar. So, I mean, the ultimate mm. weekend would be like that <laughs> versus <laughs> battle, that versus battle, Jay-Z versus Buster Rhymes on that Saturday, you know. So, I yeah. mean, that's... I so, I'll just that. say this in regards to the whole that. Super Bowl thing. It's just like this past Super Bowl, this year's Super Bowl. I wasn't checking the weekend. I don't know, and I'm probably gonna piss a lot of people off when I say this. <sighs> He's like, Meh. Meh. <laughs> 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 and I can I understand. Mean, I quit rock so much, but you know, I'll just leave it at that. Okay, okay. Well, if it be that as it may, I, I think that you know, at some point, there's gonna have to be a ver- Jay Z versus uh, Sister Sorry. Somebody. Somebody's gonna have to. Somebody's gonna have to step in the ring with Jay Z. And to me, unless they do a East West Coast, then it would just have to be Snoop Dogg and Jay Z because that would be the equivalent. But they've West, already Snoop Dogg they was already gone. Yeah, he and DMX. He and DMX, DMX already did right. right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But anyway, I mean, be that as it may, there's got to be. It's gonna have to be a versus at some point. Jay Z is gonna have to get in there with somebody. Who that somebody is remains to be seen. But, anyway, but that's another question. Does he? Does he really have to? He could do it like D'Angelo. D'Angelo just did it. Him and friend. Exactly. D'Angelo just brought his own people to come up there and sing with him. That's all he did. Mm. He could just do it I like that. I think Maxwell was supposed to have been on there with him. I think originally it was Maxwell that was. I think so. But I like the way he did it. Yeah, that was nice. But be that as it may, ladies and gentlemen, um, that remains to be seen, and we're hoping that something comes out of this this whole talk. But we're going to get into what we're here to get into again. This is our end of the year episode on the Good Gear Podcast. We're playing our favorite jams, and we're just going to have fun with it. So without further ado, let's just get it started. Kim, where we start first? It is so funny. I didn't even know we were going to have this discussion, but the first one is... It's a party featuring R&B group Janay from the coming album, 1996, a very classic album. Uh, which you spawned, Yeah, absolutely. Spawned the uh, single, Woo-Ha! I got you. Woo-ha! Like, like we said, just like yeah. we said. <laughs> exactly. But check this out. This this song hit number 52 on the hot R&B charts. Again, it was, uh, came out in 1996. 
And this is just a song, that whole album, you know, you can just kind of play it and just rock to it. But this song in particular, man, this song just had a whole different vibe to it. Mainly back in when Buster first came out, you know, you, you, he was just such a raw, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. but like this a kind of a dragon. Exactly. Shoulder. But anyway. <laughs> but anyway, this was a nice jam. This was a nice beat. Great song, man. Just to vibe to and just kind of like vibe your head, man. You know, a, a great twist from Bust Around from the kind of like the like I said, the grab you and shake you type bust around mm. kind of like a real smooth, eloquent bust around. Um, Byron? Like I said. From a great year of music, 96, 1996. Um, yeah, I I was all in the flow that year. And The Coming, that was a great album, great debut for Buster Rhymes. After, right after leaving Leaders of the New School, you know, uh-huh. I think they had just break, broken up. And it was a very strong debut. I think he was Grammy nominated for this album, wasn't he? I believe what, he was. Or one of the songs. I think, I think it was the album that was Grammy nominated. But anyway. He got accolades, he got recognition, and he continued to get those flowers. I mean, speaking of Buster Rhymes and his 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 range, I mean, we were just talking about the song with him and Janet Jackson. And even when he has a song with any R&B artist, he still comes out on top just like... Wow, just like you said. You're right. <laughs> Mariah Carey, the, the track he did with Mariah, that was mm-hmm. hot. Mm-hmm. Um, you just put Buster well, on any track, it's going to be hot. Right. And we can't forget video treatment. Video, His video treatment. treatment are, video. He, he holds a bar. When you talk, when you think about hip hop artists, he's at the top when it comes. He's top shelf when it comes to video treatment. Proper video treatment. He's like the Michael Jackson of videos in hip hop. Even now, because his last album that was getting accolades, it's just, um, you know, nowadays they're gearing towards Drake. (laughs) But his last, even with his last album, he had this very nice, very high class video that was probably very expensive also. So if y'all haven't seen, you definitely need to check out his last album. And he brings the beats. He brings the beats. Always and not, not only that, you know, let's not forget uh, but Pastor Cavassier, which was Pastor awesome. Cavassier. Yeah, yes. that was a classic. Yeah, that was a classic. Two thousand two. You yeah. know what? <laughs> you are. You just. You are. You just <laughs> let me into this next song that is produced by the same person that produced Pastor Cavassier. Now this is Justin Timberlake. Rock your body. All right. Album, I'm sorry, that was a badass album. So, rock your 
Justified was was a very good album. And Rock Your Body is a song by Justin Timberlake for his debut studio album, Justified, which is which was in 2002. The Neptunes, who consists of Chad Hugo and Pharrell Williams, wrote and produced the song. And one of my favorite albums to this day, even now when I go on any road trip, Justified is played. Now, one thing you may not know is Jive Records released the track on March 17, 2003 as the third single from Justified, but it was originally intended to be featured on Michael Jackson's 10th studio album, Invincible. But Michael rejected the song along with several other tracks and Tim Blake picked it up. Well, <laughs> I'll just say this. When Tim Blake first came out with Justified, I was all in. Mm -hmm. I was giving him props, but I saw it for what it was and I realized something then. And I, I, I wasn't completely on board because I said, okay, he's aligned himself properly with the right producers to have he the did. He did. So fast forward, because I mean, trust me, Cry Me River, that, that was my jam. Mm -hmm. but exactly. That whole I'm not on a stance. I call him and I don't want to tarnish our show. I'm not trying to do that. And this just means my, this is just my opinion. I just don't, can't ride a rock with him right now because of the Janet thing. And this is the same song. This is the song that we're performing to that <laughs> sparked that damn controversy. <laughs> it's a damn song. And so I'm like, uh, when the video comes on, I turn away from it. And even though back in the day, we were dancing to this in the dance studio doing choreography routines and all that stuff. Uh, but yes, I get it. I get it, Candy. I but, get it. But but that's why after Justified, I back up. I back up <laughs> off Justin. But Justified 2002, before he sullied his his reputation and the reputation of our girl Janet, would still be number one in my heart. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, it was a banger. It was a banger. Yeah, it, it really it was. was. It really was. And I, I have to totally agree with Byron on that one. I mean, you know, Justin, to me, Timberlake, even though he did kind of reach extreme status, you know, for me, it's me personally, you know, once he did that to Janet, you know, like, uh, you got to go, man. I, you gotta, yeah. you know, I nicknamed, you wanted, you wanted to hear his nickname that I, I have given him? What? Let me go on the record. I probably was the first one to start calling him this, but maybe not. Justin Timberfake. Oh! <laughs> That's what I call him, man. I said, Justin Timberfake, even to my friends who are fans, I said, ah, Justin Timberfake. I've been saying that for years since then, yeah. really. But, but like, it's huh. interesting because they, I think record producers notice how he can really be utilized in R&B when he was in NSYNC. And once he or started the process of his own album, that's when they picked up Pharrell and Pharrell just, just turned it around. But it doesn't... But you got to remember the, the golden touches then was the Neptunes. Was the Neptunes and... Uh, and Timberland, so anybody aligned properly to them were banging, and because he was in the boy, the, the, the boy band, that success of that pushed to the forefront a lot of times with that, he rolled off of the Kirk Hotels to me, of those producers, because I don't think he would have had as big of an impact had he aligned with other producers. Maybe Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, you know, had he Maybe. done that, he, he would have. But you know but, what? I mean, but you know who he 
honestly, a lot of his songs remind me of, and I think that's who he was trying to be. Michael Jackson. Usher. Yeah, but he can't hold a camera for Usher. I, I get Usher from him. I really do. Nah, yeah, I get, I, I get, I get Michael Jackson. Especially you get Michael he, from him. I, I, I get Michael. I can see both, but yeah, yeah Michael's yeah. the pinnacle. Michael's at the top. That my, my, Michael's the, all the way up here. Yeah, yeah. But I can see the Usher. I can see <laughs> Usher, but and Usher, I wouldn't even consider him his peer because Usher was already out and doing his mm -hmm. thing. Exactly. But but Usher was releasing bangers then mm -hmm. as he was becoming a solo artist. So right. I can see that. Yeah. I just felt Usher was the the prototype, and that's what he kind of geared toward. I, I think but we give credit. credit. Mm -hmm. I think we give Jeff Timmons way too much time here. Uh, that's <laughs> well, I'll say this: to give him credit, the, we are, we are. To give him credit, my song is "Primary River," and then we, okay. we, we can go for that. Okay. Yeah, okay. we are giving gonna, him way too we, much. We're gonna we're gonna get off of Justin. Yeah, yeah. We gotta yeah. get off. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up is one of my favorites. Being from New Jersey, I used mm. to love this song, Crystal Waters, Pure Love. Mm. My banger, my jam, my jam, it gives me all the good feels. Yes, 100% Pure Love by Crystal Waters from her sophomore album, Storyteller, released in 1994, might I add. This was a club banger, number one hit for her, put her back on the map, and she was no longer considered a one-hit wonder when this track dropped, produced by the Basement Boys out of Baltimore. You said Jersey before, Kimmy, but she's Baltimore. She's D.C., DMV, Baltimore. I don't know. I'm saying I'm from Jersey, and being yes. that I'm from Jersey, this is the kind of music that we listen to all the yes. time. I agree. I agree. Feel good record. And what you know what? When I first heard this record, you know what else came to mind? Alphabet Street for some reason. Prince Alphabet, Alphabet Street. Yeah. What made you think of that? Just the sound of it, you know, at the beginning. With the, with, the, with the cowbells. With the cowbells. Okay, yeah. I got you. I, was like, I got oh, you. This is like kind of like you. giving me that, that the Prince alphabet vibes, but it goes into that whole nice gumbo of luscious house beats that mm -hmm. the basement boys always delivered. My summer spring jam into the summer. Big jam. Great person. Mr. Water. Now, who was, what actor was dancing in that video? During Departed, Michael Williams. Michael Williams. Michael K. Williams. He yeah. was one of the dancers in her video. Not only that, this song, I remember this song, um, one, of the Fresh Prince, one of the episodes of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, when they were on Soul Train, they played this song. <laughs> and, Carlton did, and Carlton did his signature Carlton dance. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yes. Why? Yeah. I always kind of thought of whenever I saw Carlton, I always thought of you, Marcus. I don't know why. <laughs> really? <laughs> You're not the first person that said that. I don't know why, though. I don't know why. 
you're not the first person that says that. I mean, uh, I, I truly believe I've been at that dance. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the video. The video was smart. The video I love was, the video. And uh, it's off the chain. So Absolutely. it was a banger. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Top shelf yeah. banger. Yeah. And so again, rest in peace to the late, Michael wonderful actor, Michael K. Williams. Absolutely. So what's next, Kim? Mary J. Blige. Don't mind. So tonight, I might try whatever you want to do. That was the queen of hip hop soul, Mary J. Blige with Don't Mind from the album My Life to The Journey Continues that was released in 2012. That song reached number 35 on the R&B hip hop charts. It was first released in connection, we talked about it at the beginning of the podcast, the uh, the Burger King commercial. <laughs> <laughs> What's in the chicken Every rap? time I hear it, I think it's the Burger King commercial. I, I yeah. swear, I'm like, hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and that that uh, most of us know that commercial was pulled because of, uh, uh, for whatever reason, our uh, racial reasons, <laughs> or whatever the case may be. It was so a, it was in the back. It was I, I don't know, but anyway, I hadn't heard this song in a while till about three weeks ago, and my wife Shamika played it in her car. I and mean, my wife her, her car has these Bose speakers, and everybody knows that Bose speakers sound like they have the, like quality speakers. Uh huh. And she played this song and she plays her music loud. And this song sounded so good, man. I'm telling you, it sounded so good. Had a nice little vibe to it. I mean, I was bobbing my head. I had to ask her to play it twice because it sounded just that good. And it was sounded so good to the point where I had to put this on my list today. That's just how good it sounded. All the songs that Mary J. Blige has done. Uh, over the years, you know, you have to think about it. You know, you, you got a whole catalog and maybe that's another person, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, if we had to do that, yeah, Jay-Z and Mary J, that would be interesting. That would be, that would be the, the, uh, the yeah. ideal matchup. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But anyway, uh, Mary J, you know, the queen of hip hop solo, man, she did a thing on this, um, on this, uh, on this record right here. I love this record. What do you guys think about it? If I Mary J it. does a versus, she needs to do, she needs to do like D'Angelo did and just do her own thing and bring on her own guests and do it that way. But Mary J is, like you said, she is hip hop royalty. My life is, ugh. <laughs> that's all I can say. My, my life was my favorite. And what's funny though, I could not stand her in What's the 411. It was the same way. I was It took me a minute. I could not stand to her. Appreciate her. I think. I, I saw her and I got her when my life came out, but I love the remix album for 411. It was when that remix album came out, I was like, okay, Mary J, I think she has some staying power, even though at first I was like, ah, I wasn't feeling the energy that she was pushing for, but I had to I, get exactly. her. Exactly. But my her. life, oh my gosh, I remember I was in a beauty salon and my hairstylist in Newark 
was playing the whole album and I'm like um who is that and they told me Mary J Blige I'm like no it's not I can't stand her and I'm loving this <laughs> yeah but like, I love this song because it was 808 like you were saying Marcus how it was sounding in with those bold speakers yeah yeah it, it, this is a groove this is a groove mm-hmm. it's not this my it's yeah. not for the, this my party starter for Mary J but it's I know because because yeah. I thought someone was going to post the other Mary J song that's a definite party starter and, and it's just fine. Yeah, yeah, no. Nah. Yeah. I like that's, that. I like that's the party yeah. starter. That is, <laughs> yeah. it really is. But I I you know, I think because you know that song like is played so much. It did, they did play it the they played a whole song. lot. And so to the point, that's what your point why it didn't make this my list. And and truth be told, um Love No Limit from the My Life uh, album is my favorite song. By mm-hmm. Mary J. Blige. But I, I got to give credit where credit's due. Like I said, my wife, I was right with 411. Was it? What's a 411 album? Really? Love No Limit. Love No Limit. Love No Limit. Are you sure? I think, I think he's yeah, right. That's a, what's, I think he's right. Yeah. Yeah. He that was from, yeah. I think he's right. That's it. That's it. Yeah. 41. What's the 411? You're right. You're right. But anyway, the song sounded so good in the car, and it was just like, oh my, just an infectious groove immediately. So I just had to put this one on my list. So, hey, you know, yeah, yeah. So, big shout out to MJB. Hopefully, we can get more music from her in 2022. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's got new music out right now. Yes, she right now. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Two, two cool. singles are out there, right? Floating around, videos and everything. Okay, cool, cool. I got to check them out. Got to check them out. Got to check them out. What's next, Kim? First, is anyone going to make any New Year's resolutions this coming year? Be in the moment. Continue to be in the moment. That's yeah, yeah. what I'm going to be focused on. Just just being a better person than I was in 2021. Hopefully, just first and foremost, hopefully this, this uh, COVID thing can kind of get under control. I know. Pe- people can have a little bit more freedom to do, you know, whatever it is that they need to do. But me personally, you know, trying to be a better person, I'm trying to take this uh, podcast to the next level. Hi. It's definitely, mm. definitely, Hi. definitely on my list of things to do in 2022. Do you um, realize this podcast is our baby? She's only yeah, seven months old. It's only seven months old. It's still still oh. on infant, still on infamil. <laughs> 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 yeah. The warranty is still on her. <laughs> yeah, but that's my that's my resolution. But, but like you said, my resolution is to make 2022 even better than 2021. And 2021, I honestly say, was blessed. We may have had some losses in 2021, but I, I still think that we were blessed. And I agree. 2022 is still going to be even more of a blessing. Absolutely. But every year, people want to start that healthier year. So this is dedicated to everyone. <laughs> who will be in the gym January 2nd and beyond. It's a new yeah. workout plan by Kanye West. Pick up your son, disrespect your seat. It's a party tonight. Oh, she's so excited. Tell me who's invited. You, your friends, and my dick. What's scary to me? And he make girls look like Halle Berry to me. So excuse me, miss, I forgot your name. Thank you, God bless you. Good night, I came. I came. It's been a week without me, and she feel weak without me She wanna talk it out, but ain't nothing to talk about Unless she talk about freaking out, and maybe we can work it out Work it out, work it out 
Y'all don't understand. Anyway. <laughs> now, the new workout plan is a song from Kanye West's debut album, The College Dropout, released in late 2004. And the single peaked at number 59 in the U.S. hot R&B and hip-hop songs charts. I barely heard it on the radio. I knew it because I had the album. And whenever I was getting ready to go, another road trip song. <laughs> yeah. But if I'm going somewhere with my girls and we got to get, get it right and get it tight, I had this song. <laughs> yeah. They actually had a video for this. It was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, that's how I knew it. Yes, uh, yeah, that's that's how I knew it. They debuted on uh, 106 in Park uh, back in the day when uh, when they were taking off. But uh, the College Dropout is a classic album. A lot of people sleep on that album. Um, that was his best think, album to me. That was, that was, I thought that I, was I, I didn't think anybody stepped on that one because that was like his. Yeah, yeah, I was solid was debut. Yeah, very solid, very yeah. solid. And it's, it's crazy you picked this, um, Kim, because I was I was banking, I've been banking, uh, Touch the Sky, uh, mm. by, by Kanye I love that for, the past, for the, about the past couple of weeks, man. And so it's amazing how, uh, you come up with this one now. now why did you now, just, just, just out of curiosity, now, 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 what was your mindset when you picked this one? Celebration song, whenever I played this, it was me and my girls getting ready for bike week. And uh, we were we were getting hyped up, and this hyped us up. <laughs> okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. I love the video. Anna Nicole Smith had lost all that weight, and she's front and center with it. And and apparently, uh, John Legend was in it. Yeah, he's in it he's during yeah. one of the scenes with the girl dancing in front of them. Ben, ben a, a, a Marie is it, how is it? Ben Mary, Mary Mary Ben Ari. Mary Ben Ari. Who was the and signature the, sound of a Kanye mm -hmm. provided that signature sound when he first came out with the with the right. violin, which I always uh -huh. love. Yeah. And Fonsworth Bentley was in the video. Yeah, Tracy Ellis Ross was in the video. Mm -hmm. it's funny. She was also the Touch the Sky video. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She played two people in the video, herself and this French character in the video for a workout mm -hmm. band. Okay. Sounds good. Oh, definitely. So what's what's next, Kim? I think this is a staple in the black community. Soul to soul, back to life. Have a party without Back to Life, Soul to Soul, featuring the kick ass vocals of Karen Wheeler. That's Another artist people sleep on. Yeah. Yes. And you know, to their credit, still doing their thing and she's still doing her thing. But Back to Life, it was a huge hit for Soul to Soul, went to number four on the Billboard Hot 100, becoming one of Soul to Soul's most successful singles here in the United States, but worldwide earning them also a Grammy Award for Best R&B Performance by Duo or Group and Vocal in 1990. So this was like a solid, 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 solid release for Back to Soul, of the Back to Soul, Soul to Soul. Yeah. <laughs> back to life. 
ultimate party starter. Guys, listen to me. I think I said it a couple of episodes ago. I think we were doing maybe the 90s, maybe. And we're talking about Montel Jordan. Uh, this is how we do it. Uh-huh. And I think I made the statement that that song was probably the biggest song of the 90s. And if that song was the biggest song of the 90s, this had to be number two. This this song was huge. I, I absolutely love the song. Every time I hear it now, you know, I'm going to stop and I'm, I'm going to jam to it, man. It's, it's just infectious. <laughs> and, and, and even though they played the mess out of this song, you still want to hear it. I didn't care. I didn't want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm like tempted to make you play it again, Kim. I'm not- <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I know, it's right? Funny. We, we we didn't throw this in, but this is up there with it takes two raw bass. We didn't I yeah, think so. Yeah, I think absolutely. so. It's just like absolutely. I think so. Absolutely. That same uh, energy and yeah, yeah, that was the biggest song of the 80s to me, you know, as mm-hmm. far as hip hop is concerned, you know. But so this uh, is the cap of the 80s. So we can because this was so 89. This would be this 89. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, it rolled yeah. over into 1990, but this is the 89. So this will be like the ultimate top cap for 1989. It stands the test of time. It could go head to head with any of these songs in the 2000s and still uh-huh. deliver Absolutely. a good performance. Yeah. Absolutely. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. What's next, Kim? We put the naughty on you, naughty by nature. Oh, yeah. Kill me flow. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> you got to love Naughty by Nature. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you know, uh, they, they could never match up to the popularity that they got with OPP. But this mm. song right here was a pretty close second to me. And just a couple of tidbits. It's from their fourth album, Poverty's Paradise. They hit number 17 on the Hot 100. But what I love about the song is not the infectious beat, but Tretch really solidified himself as a as a really a pretty good lyricist. Um, pretty good? I think dope. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm kind of being modest, but you know, I don't want to say too much to the point where people start putting him up there with the, you know, with the some of the real lyricists like the Big Daddy Kings and stuff like that. But he held his own in this song, man. He really established yeah, it was just him. Yeah, yeah. It was just him in the whole song. Vinny, Vinny didn't make a, didn't have a verse in this one. So Tretch really solidified themselves as a, as a lyricist to be reckoned with back in the 90s with this song. And, um, and uh, Marcus, where they, where they from? Oh, Brick City, baby. <laughs> All right, but I was about to say, you better uh, know. <laughs> but you know what? Marcus, I have to disagree with you. They did match the success. They had hip hop hooray. Hip hop parade. Oh, that's right. Hip hop right. parade. Right. They were consistent. They were, they were, they were some of the people. I mean, they were part of flavor unit. So exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You're absolutely right. So again, this is a great jam. I mean, it's like I said, when you hear it, you know, people want to party. It even had a great visual with it. You know, them partying in the snow. They had one scene where they're in the snow. They had another scene where it's like a summertime scene where they were the water hydrants and stuff like that. So a great visual to go with was a great song, and I, I really like this. Solid. 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 Yeah. 
Shout so out to the Brick City Babies <laughs> everywhere. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this is one of my all-time favorites. When I talk about you being in the car and all of a sudden your song comes on, you have to almost pull over. This is that song for me. And this is Timbaland and Magoo, Up Jumps the Boogie. as the first single from their debut studio album, Welcome to Our World. The track features rapper Missy Elliott, R&B singer Aaliyah. The video had, um, what is his name? Genuine. Genuine. (laughs) And their whole crew. And this song peaked at number 12 on the Billboard Hot 100 singles charts, number one in the Hot Rap singles chart, and number four in the Hot R&B Hip hop singles and tracks charts. And number twelve on the Hot One Hundred. Yes, yeah. it did. So, what was the name of that their their squad or group? What do you call it? With uh, Genuine, Timberland, Aaliyah. What, what was their names again? That's a good question. I can't remember. I just knew that 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 was their whole crew. That was just their crew. I, why I can't remember though. I they have a name. I didn't know they had a. They, they, I don't think they, it was they, like they, an official name. You just knew number they one. All Exactly. You knew when you heard the music that it was Timbaland. Mm-hmm. When, when Aaliyah right. had switched over from R. Kelly to Timbaland, you definitely heard a, a difference. That jungle Genuine, beat style. At yeah. Genuine, you could tell the difference. And Missy Elliott, oh my goodness, you knew it was Timbaland that was doing that music. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Timbaland and Magoo put out some pretty quality stuff. This was what this was one of my favorites per se. But however, you got to respect you got to respect the the noise that it made when it first came out. So everybody was trying to figure out, you know, what up jumps the boogie means. <laughs> <laughs> up jumps the boogie. That's the vibe yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it, it's a great song. It's got a great had a great beat. Timbaland is one of probably the top three greatest producers of all time. All um, time. Easy, easily. Easily top three. The single they had, I Love to Love You. I love that one. Too. Love to Love yeah, You is another yeah, good yeah, one. That's yeah, very yeah, But my yeah. question is, where's Magoo? I have no idea. That was my next question, kid. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, the only thing I could think of, the only clue that I could think of was, uh, you remember Timbaland and Drake had a song, Say Something? Mm-hmm. He talked about Larry somebody. He mentioned the name Larry somebody. Hey, go back and listen to say something about, about Drake. And he mentions Larry's. I can't remember the guy's name, Larry somebody. And I'm wondering if that's, was he talking about Magoo then? You know, I have a question for you guys. Uh-huh. Who does Magoo remind you of? Q-Tip. Yep, Q-Tip. Yeah, he had, he almost close. had the same voice, almost. Yep. His was like maybe yeah. a little bit dip, deeper. But yeah, he had, he sounded they like, like yeah. they did. They did. I know. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I think that's part of the reason why Magoo kind of fell to the side because we already have a Q-tip. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that type of tone and flow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was already fake. And Q-tip can't be matched. Q-tip cannot be matched. And he could be I, he could be thrown in he could be thrown in the, into the arena too easily. I think. But that, yeah. I'm just saying. Oh, are you talking about Jay Z again? Yeah. <laughs> if we have I'm to go there, I'm not sure. I'm not sure because that was a completely different vibe, you know. And Q era, different. Yeah. I mean, that's he's from the Native Tongue era. De La Soul, Jungle Native Brothers, uh, um, leaders of the New School. That was a completely Queen different Latifah. vibe. Queen Latifah. Yeah. <laughs> Black sheep. Black sheep. I was saying big shout out to you, Byron, because you started on the most important part of the song. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Every time I hear the song, song, I think of when they were on In Living Cover, color, In Living Cover, In Living Color, <laughs> when they perform this and everybody drops down and does it, you know. And, mm -hmm. and, and, I and love that. Yeah. Yes. This was a huge song because not only was it a chart topper single, it's number one for rap singles, but it also crossed over and was number six on a dance music chart, hot dance chart. So it was a major crossover. And they followed up with Strobe Light Honey. That was another one. That was a mm. huge yeah. club record, but we won't even go there. You know, I, I, I'll go down the rabbit hole with that one. But anyway, <laughs> this it's like a summation of the flavor that came out of Native Tongue. That's uh -huh. we were just saying, you know, with Daylight Soul, the Jungle Brothers, Leaders of the New School, all of them are all part of the Native Tongue crew, which delivered just a multifaceted, I think, uh, body of uh, work that stands in front. Mm -hmm. And I would leave my mic right there, drop it. But my thing is, what happened though? Because after those two, you don't see them anymore until that infamous commercial with Kia. The Kia Soul when it first came out. Yeah, and, oh, yeah, you're right. Uh -huh. You're so right. And they were, yeah. and they were playing but black sheep and they you're, were back you're up. So right. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's amazing. But hey man, you know, big shout out. If anybody knows where black sheep is, tell them to come holler at us, man. Exactly. <laughs> we would love to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, what's next, Kim? We're gonna take it back all the way back to Katrina and the Waves walking on sunshine.
You know, if pop music was a song for the 80s, mm. this was it. Mm. This was it. I mean, I, there was a lot of music made in the 80s, of course, but uh, it, like I said, pop music was a song. This was it. I mean, Katrina the Waves, okay, first of all, most, um, <laughs> <laughs> Walking on Sunshine actually was an album that debuted yeah. in 1983. I, they record, we recorded some songs. One of those songs that we recorded was uh, Walking on Sunshine. It was re-released in 1985. Yeah. It hit the number nine in the Australian charts, number seven on um, the pop charts in the United States. And they've had much success over the years. I think all the way up to 2010, they took their publishing rights. They held onto the publishing rights and the royalties. And it was said that these guys made a million dollars a year off of this song up until 2010. Uh. And the song speaks for itself. <laughs> I mean, what can you say? I mean, you think about 1980s mantras and the movies and stuff like this, and you think about the cross colors, you think about the the paint, the paintings, and, 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 and just anything that has to do with the 80s. You think about this song. This is just a beautiful song. Yeah, oh, that song. It really is, it really is, man. And I just love it, man. Go, Y'all go ahead. Well, you know who hates this song? Not Byron. No, I love this song, but Simon Cowell hates this song. He really? every time, like, yes, he despises it. Every time That's someone a happy tries to sing it. It he is. Hates, it's a great song, but you know, he hates anything with joy. Yeah. He just yeah. right. the, the hater of joy. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. anyway throw that out there. We're gonna stick with the 80s theme for this little moment. And I have a question. Go ahead. What were you doing New Year's Eve 1999? Where's that at in the Middle East? Uh, Persian son, Gulf? The Persian Gulf, yeah. We were in the middle of the Persian Gulf. And we were just sitting there. And they tried to they tried to make it have us like a, a fireworks show where they shoot the 50 cows. When we shoot 50 cows in the nighttime, they make these little lights, these little streams and stuff like that. But it wasn't nothing like fireworks or anything like that. But uh, that's where I was. The biggest part of the year was going on in the United States. I was in the middle of the, of the water, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh. I was still in the Navy, but I was actually hanging out in Washington, D.C. Okay. Um, okay. So when that went down, yeah, I was just happy to be there. Yeah. Fireworks and yeah. They did get us two beers, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. happy new year. <laughs> yeah, no <worries. laughs> I was in Charleston on the beach, actually. And oh, actually, Charleston is actually a nice, very pretty city. But yeah, with I my like roommate... I was living in Charlotte at the time, but I was in Charleston for New Year's Eve with my roommate's family. So, but this was leading up to Prince's 
silly. So, you know this is my love my life. Oh, 1999 yeah. is the fifth studio album by Prince, released on October 27th, 1982 by Warner Brothers Records. It became his first album to be recorded with his band, The Revolution. That's it? That's it. I'm gonna leave it at that. Yeah. And, I, and I think, I think, I think, that, I think, I think this is the album where people really began to pay very attention, attention to mm-hmm. Prince, this beautiful person known as Prince, because he changed his look. His look had evolved a little bit. It was more, more polished in 1999. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Video treatment featured Joe Jones and Lisa. Is that yeah, Lisa on the keys, right? Wendy. That was Lisa playing the keys. Yes, Wendy, Wendy is no Lisa on the keys, Wendy on the guitar. No, Wendy wasn't with them then. This is before Wendy joined the band. Really? Yeah, this is like 1983 ish, 82 ish, 83 ish. But that was Joe Jones. Okay, the blonde. Yeah, Joe Jones had her hair bun at that time. But yeah, because the video, yeah, the video there in the cathedral, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that was before Wendy was in the band. Yeah, but I didn't want to go too far into it, Marcus, because you know I will I'll be we'll be on 1999 in Prince yes, for indeed. the next 45 minutes. Yeah. So I'm just well, leaving it. That good, good. We can do that. Go in. Yeah. But it's all good. I, I you know, I can I mean definitely appreciate Prince. I mean, I when I hear when, every time I hear any of his songs, I, I miss him more and more. I, mm. I really do. Don't get me started. I know. <laughs> but uh this was a, a signature song by him. You know, along with others, you know, the, the, the theme song of 1999, uh, 1998 going to 1999, you know what I'm saying? I mean, everybody was playing a song at every club, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so but anyway, you know, that's that's neither here or there, you know, a great, great song by all means. Now, what's next, Kim? It's so funny. I didn't even mean to do this, but next is Michael Jackson Mark with you. <laughs> yes, you did. I, I really didn't. I was just just doing stuff. You got to feel that heat and we can ride the boogie. This song always takes me to that feel-good place. And it was a nice soundtrack from that time frame of between 1979 and 1980, which we all know is a very important year in my life. Like Michael Jackson, Rock With You, my favorite Michael Jackson song out of all of the stuff he's recorded. It's my favorite from the yeah. Uncle All album. The only, the only issue I have with the song, I love this song, I totally agree with you, Byron. Probably top 10 in, in my book. But I was wanting to know, who gave them the idea for the video for Michael Jackson just to be holding a microphone lip singing behind it like a green background? Uh-huh. It really a laser introduced- background. That was uh-huh. lasers. He was in lasers. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, that was early. That was early videos. That, yeah, I mean, that was a visual. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that was, that was the 70s, like, like late Honestly, 70s, early 80s. For, for that time period, that was kind of out there for, for them. I think and that the was. The rhinestone outfit? Yeah, nobody, yeah. I nobody could get, did I could, that. I could get the outfits. I'm just talking about the, the actual visual itself, the video itself. You know, it seemed like they could have did something. I don't know, man. Maybe but that maybe was cutting edge for then, though. That was, like I said, it was, cutting, it was, it was like, early 80s. 80. Yeah. I think it was, 
you gotta give them give them give them props for that okay but very solid song to say the least you know so hey big rest in peace to mike rest in peace to prince makes me smile inside every time i hear it they play it yeah all the time so i'm smiling all the time absolutely <laughs> what's next kim we gotta stick with this old school one last time with the jets with cross my broken heart oh yeah. my goodness Yeah, that was just cross my heart. You know, they had huge success between the years 1985 and 1990. That's crossed my heart. That was from the second album titled Magic. That was one of the feature songs in the movie Beverly Hills Cop 2 with Eddie Murphy. Uh, hmm. It reached number seven on the Hot 100. And does anybody want to take a guess where they got the name The Jets? From The Jetsons? No. Football team, right? No. So, so none of y'all have heard of Elton John. Not not really. They just I guess they just like the song. And of course, you know, was that they come from a huge family. It was 17, 15 biological kids, two adopted kids. Their parents were also musicians in their own rights. They traveled around around the country. And I guess Elton John Beanie and the Jets was one of their favorite songs. So they decided to call themselves the Jets. So I uh, love them. I used yes, to love yes. that. Then they just disappeared. I used to love no, that. No, no. They, they, they're, they're doing the whole 80s circuit, the tour circuit. And apparently the reason why we haven't really seen them consistently is because they kind of split. There's members of the family that are trying to tour as the Jets. And then the four people, the singers of the group trying to tour as the Jets, they've been beefing over. Kind of like the Temptations. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a hot mess. I mean, they and have a, a song that's pretty good. Yeah. That song goes into that. But this was a summer banger for me. Like mm -hmm. in the summer of 87. That that no. was like... Uh, that was, that they used was to have time. a bunch of hits. And I always wonder yeah. what happened with them. Never let yeah, them... They were so young. They were out age then, yeah. but they seemed older. Yeah, they know? did. They did. They did. You know, you think about the out on the limbs. Crush on you. I mean, crush I, I was, on I was, you. That was my song. I was yeah. torn between that one and this one. I, I just went with this one. This was more of a. Uh, this was more of my my flavor right here. This was a great song, and I really enjoyed it. I take it back to my childhood, man. And um, you know, great song, man. Great stories. Yeah. What's next, Kim? All right. I want to dedicate this to all of my people going into 2022. Missy Elliott featuring E for my people.
was For My People by Missy Elliott featuring Eve. Of course, it was produced by Timbaland. And of course, this was one of those songs, again, when I'm with my girls and we about to get it in. And party. There you go. <laughs> you know, I, 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 yeah. I, 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 when I think about this song, you know, I think about this was a song where they were like splitting up when they were splitting up songs in the, in the videos and stuff. Music like video, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. This song followed Takeaway. Takeaway. Mm-hmm. Takeaway, which was a dedication to Aaliyah. And um, that's, that's the one I think about this song. This is this is not one of my favorites by Missy, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a hot song, to say the list, but that's when I think about it. That's when I think about the song. I think about that song by Aaliyah. Not by Leah, but uh, by, by Timberland, the takeaway song. So it was, it was a great, you. it was a great uplifting because takeaway was very heavy. And then she followed, she ended the video with, with for my people, dedicating it to the American people. She changed the lyric a little bit. If you listen to it, the lyrics uh-huh. had changed in the, in the music video because 9-11 had happened. And so it was more like, let's kind of break out of this and get the party started. Because people don't realize that 9-11 and Aaliyah's death happened within a month of each other. Exactly. So it was a lot. Aaliyah died on August 25th. I remember that because it's the day before my birthday. And then 9-11 happened right after that. Exactly. I don't know if either one of those days. Exactly. That was a time I just had to turn off the TV, man. But yeah. the, the, these, this was one of those songs to uplift you and just remember to keep on dancing. Okay. Yeah, and it's speaking it. of keeping on dancing, it, it was a major, major dance hit worldwide. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the Basement Jacks remixed it. I mean, it was it was our oh. first time. No, I want to say it was the first time we're seeing Missy Elliott remix into the house format, but um, it's just an actual house song that she performed or originally recorded that also charted and went worldwide. So it's a big statement for her. What's next, Kim? Well, <laughs> we have our last one. The last one is we're going to stay in this keep on dancing type of vibe. And this is Janet Jackson's Throb. song <laughs> if uh the jenna album was like a metamorphosis for for jenna jackson so this song i think served as that point when when i first heard it when i first listened to the jenna album when i heard it start i said i just know she's not doing what i think she's about to do and then when that house beat kicks in i'm like no she did not <laughs> it was like banging ever since when it was officially released as a B-side for any time and a place, uh-huh. it got major club remix treatment. David Morales just turned this track out. It's like my banger, one of my top bangers of all time. I can't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. I won't say anymore. I'll let you all talk about it. 
So Control was more of I'm no longer a teenager, but the Janet album is I'm a grown ass woman. And and this thing right right here, I'm so mad at myself for not thinking of it before you did, Bond, because this was my song. (laughs) But check it out, y'all. I had not heard of this song. And I call myself, like I said, a Janet Jackson fan, you know, and when Byron put this out, Thrive, I'm like, man, what the hell is Thrive? Man? I ain't never heard this, this, this ish. You know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> you know, for the first 15, 20 seconds of that song, it captivates you. you know, <laughs> it, it really does. And, and when it goes into the, the, the house, to the house beat, I said, oh, yeah, this guy Byron Bino Brown. And I and I, I I'm no lie, I just I rock out to this sometimes when I'm on my way to work. This, this song is is truly that type of banger. I absolutely totally love this song, and I thank you, Bob, for introdu- introducing me to it because I would have never heard of it. I would have never heard of it. You're very welcome, Marcus. Yeah. But this song is like 25 years old. I don't care, yeah. Kim. I love it. <laughs> no, but you no, know what you need to I'm check like, out, Marcus. If you, Marcus, if you have not seen it. The Saturday Night Live. Yes. Performance of this. Yes. Yes, there is. You got to see it. Got she, to brought, see she brought oh. New York City Club Life to the forefront with this performance. And they were Life. getting down, huh? They yeah. were getting down. Oh, we used to get down in the clubs. <laughs> That's what's up. So, is that it, Kim? Is that the end? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so che- all over the face. <laughs> so check it out, y'all. So ladies and gentlemen, that's going to bring us to the end. But before we get out of here, we got to have some reflections, you know, on 2021. Again, we started this. Um, this is what, our ninth episode? Yes, it is. Right. Sorry, it is. Our ninth episode, something we started in July of 20, of this past year. We didn't have any real expectations. Kim came to me at Uncle George's party and said, like, hey, cuz, you know, hey, we need to do a podcast, man. You know, let's just do a podcast. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's do a podcast. You know, I didn't know anything about podcasting. I didn't know how to get started. But I did know this. I did know that Kim always kind of kept the music thing uh, kept kept you like in tune with the music that we grew up with, with the soundtrack of our lives, like we like, like to call it, on her Facebook page. She was always posting those songs that we remember, that we can vibe to. So when she said, hey, let's do a podcast, I'm like, okay, I, I see where we're going with it. You know what I'm saying? I, I got an idea. So, so, man, I tell you what. And then to bring you on, Byron, you were like the missing link that we needed. Peace de resistance. Yes, yes, you, you were you really were, man. And and like I said, I didn't have any expectation. I didn't think about we were gonna have all the to have these celebrity guests or anything like that. It just kind of it just kind of happened, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just so thankful for where we are right now and where we're going because I really feel like 2022 is gonna be that year of the good, good. Next level, right. baby. Next level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to a bit. Yeah, I got to give a big shout out to uh, Lenny Williams, uh, big shout out to Gerald Austin, big shout out to Alex Porter, Trevor Price. Did I miss anybody? Diane. 
Yeah, Diane Tiss. Our first, so winner, winner. First, our winner first winner. Ever. Yes, I'm so sorry. Yes, our first winner ever. Got to give a shout out to all those people who were guests on our podcast this year. And uh, we're gonna we've got uh, several other guests lined up for next year already. You know, so we're gonna keep the momentum going. We're gonna we're gonna keep coming at you with the music. We're gonna keep coming at you with the facts. And and hey, Kim, what you got? Yeah, I just want to thank you all for supporting us in this podcast. We couldn't have done it without our fans, our loyal followers. We so appreciate you. And tell a friend about the good good, because we're only going to get better, better. That's right. That's right. Byron? Each one tell one, because, you know, this is a gem. I, I, I don't know of anything like what we are doing from the standpoint that we're presenting, and I could not do it without any better people than you all. Um, thank you for including me on this journey. And let's take it higher into the stratosphere and beyond. Into the stratosphere. I love you, cousins. I love you, too, <laughs> you too cousins. And, and also, before we got it here, you know, with 2021 came great gain, and with 2021 came great losses. And I just want to read off some of the artists, being the fact that the good, good for the music, some of the artists that we lost, in 2021, Kango Kid, Young Dolph, Ronnie Wilson of the Gap Band, Chucky Thompson, DJ Paul Johnson, the Biz Marquee, Shock G of Digital Underground, Black Rob, Prince Marquee of the Fat Boys, and last but definitely not least, ow, ow, DMX. Rough Ride DMX, man, I tell you what, man, that, that was a really heartbreaking loss. I mean, hip-hop really lost a true legend on that one. So again, yeah. big shout out to those yeah, guys. Yeah, we thank you for their contribution for the uh, for the tribute for the contribution to the hip hop game. May they rest in peace. So again, twenty twenty two, we see you. we're on the rise. The good good is coming. You better believe it. All things new in twenty twenty two. And hey, and on that note, hey, we'll see you next year, guys. Peace.